Hello, we would like to welcome you to Hopeville Conversations for Women, led by two of our pastor's wives here at Inglewood Baptist Church, Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. It is our prayer that you rest in the hope only Jesus offers through God's word in our conversations today. Welcome back. Oh my goodness, I'm already about to explode about what we're going to present to you today. We're so excited. Uh, we actually, Carolyn and I, uh, I have two guests with us today. They're very near and dear to us. Yeah, I think they're our favorite guests. <laughs> I think so. Had. My favorite person too over here on Absolutely. my side. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, today uh, I have with me Chris, my husband of almost 33 years. That's right, right? Yeah, we've been married. Uh, is it my turn to talk? Yeah, you can if you want to. <laughs> yes, yes, thanks. Glad to be here. All right, and then, of course, Carolyn. Are you... Yes, I have Jordan with me, and we've been married 13 years. That is That, that awesome. is correct. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I love you can see our faces like, wait, did we get that right? Are, are we right on that? Yes. So what we're going to present to you today is just a little bit different than what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to talk about marriage and parenting and some other topics that we're going to uh, share with you. Um, but I will, there's a disclaimer that we are not perfect parents. We do not have a perfect marriage. Um, there's a lot of shortcomings. And I'll let you know all about Chris's as we go. <laughs> Just that's what this is for, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I knew this was a trap. I know, I know it is, is a trap. The door's terrible. closed a lot. <laughs> terrible. But anyway, uh, we hope to bring some um, uh, insight and some wisdom nuggets to you uh, as as you are uh, well, we want you to thrive in your marriage as we're uh, striving to thrive in our marriage as well and there's just some experiences that each of us have had that uh, through God's grace I think we might be able to uh, be uh, some help in that way but like I said none of us are perfect we don't have it all together um, and we still need to lean on one another to just walk through these things. So uh, we have uh, a few questions that uh, some of our listeners have provided for us. And we're going to go through that. And uh, But first, Carolyn, would yes. you mind opening us up in prayer? Sure. Lord, thank you so much for this time together with our husbands. I pray that this time will be an encouragement to all our listeners, whether um, they're married or looking for a spouse or just um, wanting to grow in their relationship with each other and with the Lord. Um, I just pray that this time will be an encouragement and that our conversation will bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So our first question, as I rub my hands here, <laughs> yeah. our first question is, how do you handle what you think is your spouse's inadequacies regarding how they treat you, like prioritizing work over their spouse or paying more attention or better attention to their children more than their spouse? Mm, that's loud. So yes. Right. Start All right. I feel triggered. Yeah. Let's move on to the next question. That's terrible. <laughs> that's not how it works. We can't skip. <laughs> no, no skip. No skipping these hard questions right, right here. That's right. So who wants to? Who wants to start us off there? Okay, I'll start because right. I saw the way Carolyn looked at me as no. you read that question. <laughs> no, I, I think dealing with the that question with inadequacy. I think, first of all, we have to realize we are all inadequate. I think, I think every husband, every wife is inadequate in some way. There, there are those things. So uh, let's get that out of the way. So nobody's perfect and everybody has inadequacies. Uh, so that means it would be our human nature to feel like we're not getting enough attention. Like that's uh, just our, our human nature to feel that way sometimes. So I, I, 
I thought about just as I thought through this question, it's really a matter of overcoming selfishness a lot of times and, and just thinking, uh, well, maybe, maybe I'm feeling inadequate or I'm, I'm feeling like I'm not getting the right amount of attention, but it's, it's really me being selfish because she's given a whole lot of time and put in a lot of work in with the kids and all these things. And, and it can, it can get that way sometimes. I think sometimes we can look for our, all our needs to be met by our husband. And some of those needs are not met by our husband. They're not meant to be met by our husband. They're only meant to be met by the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm placing all that pressure on my spouse, that's not, that's not right. And I am going to be disappointed because that's not the way it works. But also I think when we have conflict or, you know, um, just an argument or something, remembering that our spouse is not the enemy, that we're a team. And so even if we're disagreeing with each other, our spouse is not our enemy. Um, I think that helps me with perspective. Like we're going to fight this together. We're going to figure this out together as a team. So no, I think I think that's really good. And and too, the way I'm reading this is that I'm I'm not getting ample time or quality mm-hmm. attention like y'all talking about as well. And and um, uh, sometimes uh, I've seen where spouses aren't meeting one another's needs. I think y'all touched mm-hmm. on that. And and it's finding that balance. But one thing is about communicating about sharing that. Um, you know what? I'm kind of starving for some of your attention. But at the same time, you can't control your spouse. You can't change your spouse. You can control you. You can change you. And my when when that happens, uh, has happened in the past in, in our relationship where uh, everything else was getting all the primary attention. And here I felt like I was at the end. The Lord really helped me recognize, well, like you said, Carolyn, uh, my focus and uh, my attention needs to be on the Lord. I need to work on my relationship with the Lord and find fulfillment in that. And then outside of that, it's just a bonus of finding that fulfillment in my husband. So uh, it's more about um, having that right relationship with God and keeping those priorities straight. Yeah. So all that's true. I'm sitting here thinking about practical side of stuff and thinking about it, you know, from real life things where I've blown it. So I'm, the story that's coming to mind is uh, when we were planting in New York and uh, you asked me, you said, what do I have to do to be as important as all of the other church members? I remember that. And, day. Uh, mm-hmm. and it really gripped my heart that I wasn't giving you near the attention that I was giving to the church because I'm doing the Lord's work and, uh, and so forth. And God really got a hold of me. And some of the practical ways we did that is we, we created some boundaries. So that's when we created a date day. Um, and uh, that's when we created a time and a zone for, for just us and prioritizing that over the kids, because without that, we were hammered. Uh, and I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was messed up. I thought I was doing everything the way I was supposed to. And if you'd left it in the, well, I'm just going to pray about it. And it's just my husband. That's just the way he is. I would still be a bozo um, in that area. I've got other areas I'm still a bozo, but that's another story. But, <laughs> no, you're perfect. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you just told a story. So, but uh, at any rate, I think, you know, for us, once the communications, that's a great point, Jody. Once mm-hmm. the communication hit, then to go and create the boundaries and uh, to begin to find a workout. Because we are, as Carolyn said, we're on the same side of the issue. We're not the enemy. So we just have to find the right solution working through it. Well, and the key there too, hun, is that you love me enough 
you 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 gave action, not just words, to uh, what we were discussing and communicating. Mm-hmm. You loved me enough to um, make sure that I was secure in our relationship, and that I felt those um, that that need was fulfilled. So. I think opening up to is really important because I think women think that maybe our husbands should know how we feel. Yes, and they don't, and it's not fair for the for first us. ten years. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So to be open and honest and, mm-hmm. and let them know what you're feeling, I think that helps them out a lot. Right, right. So they're not How many guessing. times I would I would do that and slam the cabinet door in the kitchen a little bit harder. It's like, he should know that I want some help. He should know that I'm tired. He should know that I'm frustrated. He should know that I want to talk to him. Well, it's a good thing that he doesn't know everything that I'm thinking all the time. <laughs> That was yes, not fair. That's a very that wasn't good fair. Thing. That's very not fair. Yeah, it's so. not fair. So that's good. And the the tendency too for I know for for me personally is the tendency is to get offended by it. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's a good point. You know, whenever yes. whenever I hear that maybe I'm not giving enough attention, I I kind of put my guard up sometimes, and I I get offended and think, well, <laughs> we she do, does she doesn't see the whole picture. She doesn't really understand. Well, I need to be. I need to be ready and be open for that comment mm-hmm. and be humble enough to, to accept it and learn from it and yeah and improve. It's true. It's true. Well, it's like for Chris, he was given his best that he could give and, and he, he, he was just giving his all. And so he could have easily been offended, been offended, mm-hmm. offended by that because he was thinking he was doing everything to the best of the interest and for the family and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that's, I think that point is key in Again, it goes about the communication, but mm-hmm. uh, let's go ahead and go on to a second question here. Uh, this, how do you deal with those times that a spouse may say or do something very hurtful to you? I think it all goes back to that communication. Mm-hmm. Um, if they say something hurtful and then you bottle it up, that's probably the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Let them know, like address it. Don't address it in anger because that's my tendency. If he says something hurtful to me, then I'm going to to fight back. I don't like that. But <laughs> yes. that's not the way I should address it. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a step back and and then just say, look, this kind of hurt my feelings. This didn't agree with me well. Can we talk about it? Can mm-hmm. we work through it? I think balling it up is a tendency just to say like, okay, let's just get over it and have peace. But that's really the, the worst thing we can do when it comes to stuff like that. Right. And, and to recognize... Um, I hope this is true for all spouses, but you have your best interest at heart towards your spouse. So um, I'm not very good at saying this, but I mean, it's it's definitely useful when uh, you can turn around when you've been stung, so to speak, by, by words or actions, whatever, and coming back. Um, when you did this, this hurt. Is that Was that your intentions? Did you intend to actually hurt me when you did that? And it helps that communication unravel a little bit. Well, we didn't have that language for probably the first 20 or 25 30 years. 30 years. No, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting it next week. Uh, we didn't have that no, for a while to, to recognize that, hey, here's a way of approaching that that's kind of new, neutral, pulls the emotion out of it, mm-hmm. and just says, here's, here's something I felt. May not be your intention uh, in fact, that ownership of that feeling uh, is there. So I think that probably fits into where, where the question is, is first of all, why is that question? Why does that statement, why is that hurtful to me? Did it act, is it resonating with something that's really true about me or something that I'm feeling about myself? And then how do I communicate that in a way that doesn't uh, come across attacking um, as we communicate about it? 
even though I would prefer most cases to just skip it and move on and go, bless your heart. <laughs> but in reality, I, even I, with a terrible memory, tend to hold on to those things and they just sit there and uh, marinate in the background until they explode. Oh, I can so. have a full conversation. I already, in my mind, I already know how you're going to respond and, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to respond this way and I have it all out. And so I'm ready to fight and he's not even been a part of the conversation and I'm all keyed up and everything and he's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, you know, and sometimes it's it's wise to just, um, if there's an explosive moment and say, you know what, time out. Yeah, I'm going to go in my corner for 10 minutes or an hour or a day, and you go in your corner, and let's uh, redress this. And really asking, you know, uh, we've done that before. It's like, you know what, Uh, we do need to continue to talk about this, but I'm not ready to fully um, talk about this all the way through at the moment. If it's all right with you, honey. Yeah. Let's take a few hours a day or whatever. Let me process this and come back. Is that all right with you? And then typically, not always, (laughs) typically we we come into that agreement and it helps things from becoming, you know, a fireball. And and one thing I know that um, we've said to one another over the years, because uh, you said something earlier about the enemy, you know, uh, our husband, our spouses, they're not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we have to remind each other that we're for each other. We're not against each other. We're for you. You know, we'll even say those words. I'm, I'm for you. I'm not against you. So mm-hmm. I'm not attacking you, but it feels like yeah. I am. So that's, yeah. yeah. True. And I, I know it happens in, in marriage, no, no matter how long a couple has been married, but especially in a new marriage is, just the surprise whenever a spouse disappoints and, and really just having the, just having the knowledge going into a marriage or if you've been married 14 or 25 or 40 or however many years, just knowing that your spouse is going to disappoint you. Um, it's not a matter of that they disappointed you, but it's a matter of how it was handled and how, how we respond and, um, if we respond in grace and, and really like Jody was saying, I think sometimes you do, you do want to handle it quickly, but sometimes it is wise to take a deep breath, avoid saying something that you wish you didn't say and making it something bigger than it really is. And, and just knowing that, you know, I'm not surprised that I'm disappointed and I'm going to disappoint too. Um, just knowing, knowing that I think goes a long way. Mm-hmm. True. Well, one thing I was thinking about when you were just talking about that, uh, we've got to guard ourselves um, when we've been hurt uh, to not let roots of bitterness, roots of unforgiveness to start taking uh, plant within our hearts. Um, because I've, I've, um, I've had a tendency, I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. Of um, I try to be, if you will, a duck's back. I go, that should not be a big deal, but it feels like a big deal. But because it should not be a big deal, I'm going to let that just roll off my back, like water rolling off a duck's back. And I'm just going to keep trotting along. I'm going to let it go while the whole time I've recorded it in my memory bank and I'm subconsciously still working through it. And uh, a day, a week, a month, a year, or two years can go by and I can bring it back up as if it was fresh that day because I allowed the root of bitterness and unforgiveness um, to settle in. And that's not what God desires in our marriage, in our relationship, or any relationship. 
Yeah. So we've got to be careful. That's how the enemy gets a foothold in mm-hmm. our relationship. I really think, I mean, we've talked about that the enemy works in our mind a lot. Um, yes. And so if we let him get in there with these things and not address the real issues with our spouse, then we've opened the door for that. And that's a dangerous place to be. So addressing it and being open with your spouse, I think it's super important. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go on. uh, I think we're on our third question here. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) What is one thing, and she's just one thing, I don't know if we can just answer one thing, (laughs) you do to continually work on your marriage? One thing. I think the answer's in the question. You continually work on your marriage. It's a practice. There's nothing... I mean, there's not an arrival point, I don't think, in marriage where you sit down and you go, finally, I'm there. If it is, it's beyond 33 years. It's beyond (laughs) that because we're not there. Mm -hmm. So uh, it just kind of morphs and shapes and you just continually put an effort into it. Um, I think at some point, um, forgiveness becomes easier early on. The understanding, the, man, do I really want us to create tension over that or do I just want to move forward or what have you? probably takes root, but uh, uh, I think just to continually work on it is probably the key. It is work. And yeah. it's, it is. And it can be yeah. hard. It can be hard work. It's, um, it can be, uh, it could be at difficult times. It, you could be tired. You could be, you know, it's important to, to work on your marriage and it's a hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times uh, we expect it to be easier than that. We expect, well, we just fell in love and we got married and it's just going to be pretty easy to do this. It's not, it's it actually takes work. You're right. It isn't the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can give it one word. Um, intentionality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about being intentional and what you say, what you don't say, how you, your body language is toward one another. Um, uh, garden uh, your marriage uh, by not, sharing it all with someone else those things that really ought to only be shared with your spouse because sometimes when we've been wounded or we struggle we we especially women I don't know so much as guys but we can have that girlfriend that safe girlfriend and and say that and that's not necessarily a bad thing but there's boundaries there are boundaries there so I think it really is um, about being purposeful in what we how we spend our time because you know people with young children or just a lot of stuff happening, just life happening, you have to still prioritize that time to grow and deepen your relationship. And um, it is work because, you know, we have three young kids. It's a busy, it's a busy time. We don't have a lot of alone time all the time, but we still have to be purposeful in how we use that time and continually work on our marriage. No, I think that's good. I want to go on to um, two more questions and then I think we'll be getting close to wrapping up our time for this, I really think, guys, that we should just make this into two episodes if yeah. you are down with that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All great. right. So um, let's, because we've talked around this already a little bit. Um, uh, the fourth question is, how can you focus on your communication with your spouse when you are frustrated? Like I said, we've touched on that a little bit, but how else can we elaborate on that answer? <laughs> Silence is deafening. Mm. I'm going to wait and see who else steps off into that. Uh. All right. Well, I think the key, frustrated. So mm-hmm. if you're frustrated, emotions are probably running high. So sometimes for me, I need to take a step back just to gather myself and um, 
ask myself, am I adding any extra to this situation that's not there? You know, Mm -hmm. um, whether my feelings are out of control or I'm just mad about something else that's totally different or I'm stressed out. So removing yourself and kind of saying, okay, what is the real issue here? Not what am I feeling Mm -hmm. when I'm frustrated? So I think for me, just taking a step back is the first step. Because our emotions can lie to us. Absolutely. They should not be the driving force. Yeah. Um, being that's that's really good um, one of the things and it drives us nuts but I teach it in pre-marriage counseling and we try to practice it is uh, in that depersonalization of it of sitting back and going okay when you said this it's not that you did something it's not that you were angry or you hurt me but I felt in this way so I take responsibility for my emotions my feeling at that and then uh, the opportunity for them to validate that or to back up from it going that's not what I meant so um, and and it's a it the question itself drives you a little bit crazy you know when you said this this is how it made me feel is that what you meant to do <laughs> yes I wanted your I wanted sting to come out of your ears that's exactly what I meant no uh, but it does give a chance to validate and for us to in reflective listening to kind of hear you know where the other one's coming from so for yeah. I think that's helpful well and I think the the way we communicate that because we've wrestled this communication down to the bare bones we have not we have so not you can't prove have, it listen listen <laughs> don't listen I'm not saying so, <laughs> When I would say to you, Chris, you made me feel this way. That he and he's like, I can't make you feel any way. You're responsible for the way you feel. I, I don't have control over your feelings, but um, it's a trigger. And How does it I'm, make you feel when I do oh that? Oh my gosh, I think well, my face is getting red right say, now. Oh. <laughs> okay, I need a timeout. I'm going in the corner of this room right now. So, uh, but to come to the realization is that, you know what? He doesn't have that kind of power and control over me. He really doesn't. I am responsible for my actions, how I feel and, and all those things. Um, but at the end of the day, it becomes his responsibility when he knows this, when he does something that's a trigger and he learns that it's a trigger and, and I respond, I feel that way. Then in a loving manner, I, I would hope that he would attempt to not to be intentional, to attempt to not do that again. Mm-hmm. And because that can feel extra unloving, if you will. That's extra. That's extra. <laughs> That's extra. And yeah. I, I think I think with uh, what Carolyn said earlier about just getting ready to communicate as mm-hmm. you know, as you're in a period of frustration and you're getting ready to communicate with your <laughs> spouse, some, sometimes uh, whenever we have to take a minute and think about what we're going to say before we do it and really consider our thoughts, what you do in that time is really important i think mm-hmm. um because i've done that before and i and i've done two different things one thing that i've done is i'll take that time just to just to get myself revved up i'll just i'll just pull aside and think of all the reasons why i'm right and why she's wrong <laughs> and that sounds why that can take so, a while i mean yeah <laughs> it's obvious you're right so i come back with some <laughs> ammo instead and that's not the point mm-hmm. the, the the other thing is to really pull back and think okay and and even spend time with the lord and just and ask him and just pray a, a lot of times we think of prayer as us convincing god of things when really prayer most of the time is god changing our heart and mm-hmm. getting our 
heart in line with his. And so one of the things that really helps me is to pull aside and just talk to the Lord. And then I realize pretty quickly that he shows me that I, I was wrong a lot of the time. <laughs> nice. And if I wasn't, no. uh, if I was, if I still convinced I'm right, I, it, I approach it totally in a different way mm-hmm. when we go back and communicate. So mm-hmm. it involving the, the Lord in the conversation is a huge, huge thing, yeah. I think. It prevents us from saying things we regret later. I think communication is a lot more effective if we do take the time and really consider, am I making all these bullet points of why I'm right? Or are we going to actually have a real deep conversation about the issue that's at hand? Mm-hmm. Um, we can either choose to have a fighting match with listing all our arguments, or we can really dive deep and find a solution in our in our conflict, which is, I think, what everybody wants to have happen at the end. So... Um, yeah, it's our choice, and sometimes we have to kind of pull back and say, I need some time. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. That's good. So we want to end uh, this episode on a fun little note. <laughs> yeah. um, so I had put a question out there on social media. It said, uh, if, you, if you could sum up your marriage with a song title, what would it be? Um, and so uh, you could either create a, a song title that has really no, uh, there's not a record, you know, it's like that's old school, right? Record. See, Records right. are old school. MP3. I think they're back, though. I think yeah, they're, they're, they're back. back. Vinyl they're is cool. It's kind of coming back in niche. <laughs> but, right. uh, but cassettes are still not coming back. They're We're uncool uncool talking about this right now. This is uncool. <laughs> or uh, a song that is already out there. So um, so there there are a couple um, that I wanted to just, I'm not going to list them all, but uh, some that uh, would send in is uh, something that we do. Uh, look at us dancing in the minefields. I like to be me when I'm with you. What would I do without you? Still the one. Uh, I will always love you in uh, respect. And um, no, no, spe- no, do do it the right way. R e s p e c t. Oh, thank you. I keep doing. And so on that note, my, the one I put is I've Got You, Babe. Oh, <laughs> how sweet. Sonny so and uh, Cher, actually. But it's just those those words in itself. Um, if you actually listen to the song, it talks about um, getting married and living on love. I you think know, you picked the love. only artist on the list that's older than us. That's what it is. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So what would yours, did you ever come up with one? No. I thought living uh, on a prayer right there. Well, I mean, I did see the Bon Jovi title, and I thought, that's phenomenal. We should go with, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, no. I'm going to skip. I'm skipping. I'm skipping. Oh. Chicken. Yeah, okay, I well, that's not around. fair. Okay. No. I chose a Christian one. Y'all don't make fun of oh, me. Oh, my this goodness. Is, this is a good one, though. It's a good one if y'all haven't okay. heard it. it. It's We Will Dance by Stephen Curtis Chapman, which I love. It's Aww. a really sweet song that he wrote for his wife, but it talks about the seasons of marriage and how you're sticking together through all the seasons of marriage. And I think that's through the hard times, through the good, good times. Mm-hmm. So I, I love, love that song. And I am not a dancer. What? <laughs> it's called We Will Dance, but I'm not a you're dancer. You're a dancer. You're a dancer. Everybody knows. Dancer. We've, we've no. been talking around about this around the office. Dance. You're obviously a dancer. <laughs> it's not meaning literal dancing, Jordan. you got to listen to the song. <laughs> So uh, what'd you come up with, Jordan? This was the hardest question on the list for me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because I don't know one. I'm I'm with I'm with Pastor Chris. 
Oh, uh, y'all have been okay, I'm gonna, No, I have one. It's really cheesy, though. Oh, I do no. it. Come on, bring the cheese. If you do cheesy, I might come back around. Okay. All right, it's really cheesy. Okay, so the the song by Louis Armstrong, It's a Wonderful World. Isn't that it? What a Wonderful World. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. First of all, that was one of the songs that when we were dating, we heard that a lot. I don't, did we have, I think we had the CD in our car or something. Um, but anyways, that, and the reason it reminds me of Carolyn is because, <laughs> told you it's a bit cheesy. Um, I, I've, so she has taught me, one of the biggest things she's taught me is how to enjoy the little stuff. And she's just, she's really good at enjoying the little things that I pass over. So I'm always in a hurry to get to the next thing. She always likes to pause and enjoy the moment. And so that's kind of what that reminds oh, me of. That's not that cheesy. Is so sweet. Look. No well, Chris is no turning red. No that is in 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 there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm over here looking for a can to That's adorable. Your wife had that look. Like I'm, oh, we're going to talk about this. Later. Jordan have one up on you. I know. That's so um, good. Okay, okay, okay. It's not that I've ever heard the song, but I did see the song title. Uh-huh. How about All I Want Is You? Oh, by you too, huh? How about that? That is, is that so not great? sweet. That is phenomenal. And even though it's not on my playlist. And there's a huge number of songs on my place, but that's not one of them. <laughs> but it makes me think of you. I do believe you when you say that. Thanks. Because words mean a lot to you. <laughs> I was just trying to go through all of my I favorite know. 80s hair metal music. Yeah, and go, no, that's probably which not good one for of those podcast. is good. <laughs> We'll that go, does not apply. <laughs> all right, a future podcast, we go through my 80s playlist and oh, then there's two oh, reactions. That would be very entertaining. Let, let you be here for a few years first. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'm just so. kidding. We'll I'm that. just kidding. It's not You'll that. have to start your own podcast yeah. for that one. So I know you guys are about to wrap this up, <laughs> but let me just say thank you guys. You guys have been trailblazers on the podcast and uh, creating that. And I think it's an incredible way. You've done a great job with this area of ministry. And thanks for the invite to let us be on. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yes, absolutely. I love it. All right, well, we'll be back for part two in just a little while. We hope that you have enjoyed our conversations today. If you would like to contact Jody or Carolyn, you can email them at hfc at inglewoodbaptist.com. You may need to speak with a pastor, and you can reach out to them at next at inglewoodbaptist.com, and a pastor will be in touch with you soon.